Good evening and welcome to the latest edition of the Endless Celt Podcast. It's your host tonight, me, Franny, and I'm on with Stephen and a late fitness test was Ross McCauley surprised us just two minutes before we were due to come on. We just seen him pop up in the stream. Uh, how are you doing, boys? All good. Looking forward to the chatting about Celtic. I mean, to be fair to you, bit of a shit weekend, but sure, we're here and we're ready. What about yourself, Ross? How's you? Fanny, doing well. Doing well. Same as I think it's a big telling week for Celtic coming up. You know, we all know the transfer deadline day is coming on Friday. I believe we've got a new boy on the way in and, you know, we're all hoping for minor miracles. <laughs> nah, so we a few others in, but, you know, it's not looking great, is it? Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Hopefully Anthony will be joining us. That's kind of what's held up. He's had, he's forgot to pay his Wi-Fi bill and he's struggling. Mm-hmm. He's struggling, but... I think I, it, it was me joining. I think I just took away all the bandwidth. <laughs> <laughs> he never seen the game. He was away down Manchester watching No Gallagher, so he, he's not seen the game, so he's not bothered. Oh, here he's back. Right there. I, I, I almost wish I'd gone and watched Noel Gallagher instead of watching <laughs> <laughs> we'll Try it again. We'll try it again. How are we, Anthony? Let's see if it works. How are you? I can hear you. Oh, well, fingers crossed this this holds out. Sorry, guys, I don't know what's... It's just that odd thing that happens every now and again where it's just deciding to play funny buggers. Everyone's saying that I've got a good signal, but Uh, for whatever reason, it just seems to be glitching now and again. Sound, sound. Now, before we kind of get started, we'll just talk about our, our Super Six at the weekend. Here's the leaders' table. Kevin Gallagher still just... Sitting there at the top, but Jamie McEldoff, Ewan Cheshire, and, and Phil Thompson climbed up. Alistair Jack, he's went down. I'll not go through all the names. Wally Dobbins creeping up there, one of the, the contributors. Um, I don't know where I'm or I'm, I'm miles away. I am miles away. I, I don't want to take too much time of that, but what, what was that? I have no idea. So what it's like a Super Six Sky run. It's a free, it's a free thing. You can essentially you can win two hundred and fifty pounds. It's just a wee thing we've been running. We ran oh. it last season, and we've actually got a wee a wee prize where our show sponsor a t shirt. But we're getting sent to a guy Stephen's cool tap. So hopefully Stephen will be there in a couple of weeks with you. Uh, lucky, some of the boys have got your contact lucky details. Viewers. Lucky oh, viewers. You get a money. Money can't. Money can't buy this. Lucky. Money cannot buy this. It was stolen. Takes longer for us to get a t-shirt than it does for Selic to conclude a transfer deal. I don't know about that. Don't know about that. But anyway, I uh, before we kind of get going, we'll just thank our show sponsors instead of slagging them. Um <laughs> we still get 10% off if you follow the link below uh, sharing our clothing, some nice gear I think Anthony's looking at some of the stuff for his holiday Ross has bought stuff the other, not you, I'm, I'm not going to show up you, the, the other Ross for his holiday <laughs> in Florida oh, no. we didn't need you to bam them up um, but anyway let's just get into it uh, Stephen, how it's just a wee quick recap and and the weekend's game and that, what you thought it and stuff. Well, how was it? Ah, it was utterly depressing. One thing I do want to say, though, the performance that was in the first half were probably up with the best in the season in terms of creating chances and getting in the final third. And Monterelli, I don't know what he was doing, but he was hitting powder puff shots where he should have placed them in the corner, put his laces through them at times. And their goalkeeper, <clears throat> Miltov or Mitov, is getting credited with, with world-class saves. They weren't world-class saves. They were straight at the fella. 
Um, in regards to the whole game of the pitcher, the second half dropped off majorly. After like the 50th minute, I was like, you know, this is going. Do you know what I mean? And then St. Johnson had about two or three chances where they could have took the lead. Um, obviously, Joe Hart saved one. A really good to the left-hand side. Stevie May done lager built for a pace, which scared the absolute shit out of me, by the way, for going to Ibrox next week. <laughs> and he, he could have scored, but Joe Hart saved it with a, a good save. So effectively, overall, there's a lot of things that he worked on, and we're going to talk about that tonight collectively. And it just, for me, it's an indifferent, underwhelming feeling. I've said these before. I love that Rogers is back. I, I get the whole thing, but I just I haven't quite went, wow, he's, he's home, so to speak. I'm still kind of going... Yeah, he's, he's back again. We'll see how it goes type thing. The feeling that we had last year and when Anne's come in, two different feelings to me. It's, it's strange. I'm fighting with my emotions every day of what the feeling. You guys know it more than most. I'm up and down like a yo-yo. So at the minute, the aftermath, I'm just feeling a bit dejected from, from what I've seen from Celtic. Uh, it, was, it was a very strange performance, I think. Like you say, Stephen, I thought the first sort of uh, 60 minutes were decent. I think you've got to credit St. Johnston Miser, I can't remember his name. Yang was having a field day, I thought, on the left, and he made a substitution about 50, 55 minutes. And it just it nullified him and it seemed to nullify Celtic for their own. We just we just never kicked on. I don't did you manage to catch the game, Ross? I don't know if you yeah. did what you thought yet. Yeah, no, I did. And, and, and much like you boys are saying, I thought the first half there was some great glasses. Listen, we're all depressed that it was nil nil at home to a team that arguably we should have put to bed. Um but, uh, you know, I thought there were moments of brilliance, to, to be honest. And, and, you know, some great passing movement. I thought Yang was really lively. I, I think he looks like a tasty player. Um, I agree with the, the Matt O'Reilly thing. I mean, he should have bagged four goals. You would say, all right, yeah. he gets two out of those four. Um, I, I feel that there, there's a shape that's still not quite uh, congealed yeah. yet for me. I feel that, you know, he's playing Kyogo slightly out of his, his normal route and he'd be the one getting those balls from O'Reilly, you know, and he'd be the ones that actually better stick them away. So I felt that, I feel that we're just a little unbalanced. Um, we're still top of the league, you know, uh, it was a home draw, it sucks. We have to move on from it. We have to take it on the chin after the cup game. That's what's pissed us all off and I get it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, looking at the benefits, it just gives us more time to concentrate on the bigger games. Uh, you know, we're not going to have as, as many games throughout the season, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we should have, on any other day, we, we would have won that game. Um, fair play is St. Johnson that came out and Kiba was standing right in the way of each shot, so they weren't world-class saves. But uh, I'm glad Joe Hart was on his toes because it could have easily have gone on mm-hmm. one of those awful games that we've all seen before because um, they had a couple of tidy shots. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just a shape thing for me, and I'm the same. You know, I'm a I'm a big Brendan fan. Everyone knows that. Um, it feels that he's not quite getting there yet. I I do think we have to give it time. I, I do think we all have to remember that the last you know last month or so with Ange was not pretty. Nah. We were losing and we were drawing, and you know it wasn't good for. We'd been found out essentially, you know, for uh, previously, and I think we're all living in that world of. Yeah, but Ange had it right. Nah, we, we really needed a big shake-up. Um, and I think Brendan coming in, I'm hoping that he uh, he gets the tools from the board and he gets the players <laughs> that he needs to get. And I'm hoping that he can make a, a squad. <clears throat> in October, we can then judge. You know, I think right now it still is a, a tad early for us to have the panic buttons on. I know, I, think, I, I do agree. I think as I've had Tadell, Tadell, it's Ange... 
how Kenny had a, an indifferent start, but I suppose in Angie's defence, Anthony Heaton over a totally different team for what Rogers is essentially taking over a, a treble winning team. But we'll kind of come on to that, but just kind of back to the game. I know you were down in Manchester and stuff, so you never seen the game live. You were down seeing No Gallagher. Um, mm. I don't know what you've kind of caught of the game, if any, or the highlights. Uh, well, it sounds uh, my, my entertainment on Saturday was a bit more watching the game, unfortunately, boys. Um, aye, I, it's, it's one of the ones that's been obviously it's crap when you, you don't pick up the three points, but when you've also had an absolute topper of a weekend, it's a bit of a <laughs> strange feeling. But uh, yeah, obviously, the news had filtered through um, to the park when we were there that, that Selic had, had drawn nothing each, and you know, it's, it's, it's never great, especially when it's at home as well. Um, I do agree with um, with Ross though, and he said, you know, with the sense that you know, it, 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 there does seem to be this narrative a little bit that oh, it's it's to, it was never like this under Ange. Listen, trust me, there was there was plenty of days at the office like this under Ange in season one and season two. Um, I can understand. Um, of obviously, we were speaking to um, our other Ross in in the group chat last night, and he says perhaps what's um, causing the issues is is that we could possibly see what Celtic were trying to achieve in those first few games but and I, I totally agree with him on that but um definitely the the um a frustrating day at home is not as um, uncommon as you know as, as you know as some of the reporters and you know certain sections of the fans would have, have you believe but um yeah listen it's it's really frustrating um at the moment especially on the blackie the Kilmarnock one as well and you know we know I think the other thing that frustrates as well is like you say this is a treble winning team Franny we know how good they are and we certainly know how good a manager Brendan Rodgers is. And when it's just not clicking, and there's just that sort of, I think some of the frustrations are, are merited. I think a hell of a lot of it isn't. But when it all can, comes together like that, and we know we've always said when it feels like not everyone's perhaps singing for the same hymn sheet, then there can always be that disharmony. And that can feed into poor results on the park, and vice versa, the poor results on the park can feed into the can feed into the, some of the, the negativity um, of the park as well. Um, it's one of these strange ones that, of course, that, and like you say, I've, I've only seen the extended highlights of the, of the game. Um, obviously, didn't see it live. And I, I agree with what the guys are saying. Definitely the the um, the director's cut, I think it was 10 minutes long on YouTube last night. And I think eight minutes off it was all, all first-half action. And um, like you say, yeah, absolutely. Um, Matt O'Reilly's got to score those. And if he does, you know, it could be like the Ross County game when you're 3-0 up at half-time and although the second half might fizzle out, you're, you know, you're not not so worried. But it's days like that when you just can't seem to get the ball in the net. And it did look, you know, well, the fact that it was like less than a minute of highlight footage suggested, you know, the team perhaps ran out of ideas a little bit in the second half. That's really frustrating. All we can hope, you know, sometimes these international breaks, um, the, the, the autumn ones, you feel like they can they can disrupt um, the flow of things sometimes, but then I think perhaps on a situation like this, it maybe can't come quick enough. And then regardless of what happens at the weekend, although of course we hope we pull ourselves together for that, it gives us another couple of weeks to just try and weather the storm a little bit, and then hopefully after that we can kick on for there. But yeah, it's definitely a, a period of indifference, you would say. Uh, no, I totally agree. No, I'll, I'll come to you now, Stephen, because I think what Anthony's saying is quite, quite good and stuff. And Ross kind of touched on it about the type of performance on the back of Kilmar- the Kilmarnock game. And do you think some of the, the sort of the frustration, anger, call it what you like, uh, 
that you're seeing within the fans and on social media as Cosworth went out the, the cup at the first first uh, opportunity, really, we had poor performance, if we're all honest. Another, it was a good performance first half, but second half, it was it seemed to just fizzle out and never really looked like what well, weren't really peppering the goal. And being like some folk have not been really happy with the transfer activity, uh, the Rangers game coming up, obviously all the injuries and stuff. So do you think that coupled with the performance, it's just as people are just kind of get their, their emotions are getting a wee bit heightened. Just I th- I think a wee bit is with the derby around the corner and stuff, and it's a wee bit no, maybe not as confident as we, we thought we would have been with Brendan Rodgers in the door. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's snowballed, isn't it, into one big issue here. Obviously, the, the League Cup was a big, big thing. We all wanted to travel. Let's not lie. There's not one Celtic fan that didn't want to travel and to be put out at the first time you ask, and you're going to get a bit of heat. Obviously, we talked about this last week. Some of it was unjust, but some of it was warranted, in my opinion. The players haven't performed well since the start of the season. That includes our captain, by the way, Cal McGregor, who's miles off it. Um, you look at the performance against St. Johnson. Now, you have to understand as well here, St. Johnson were bottom of the league, zero wins from their first two games. They got humped by Sterling Albion, 4-1 at McDermott Park. We couldn't score a goal against them. We didn't look like scoring a goal against them. So you can understand the anger and understand the frustration. And as, as, as I said, again, there's some that's way to proportion, like Rogers should go, Rogers is a rat. Oh, I don't agree with all that stuff, do you know what I mean? Just leave all that in the past. He's our manager now. We should, should get behind the him, him and the team and give it give it our best in terms of support. But at, at the end of the day, there, there's guys there with season tickets, Anthony, you're one of them. But you pump money in, into the club year in, year out. You buy their, their free kits a season. You, you fit, go home and away in European trips. And so far this season, we've been served up absolute draws. And again, we all laughed about it. But I'll, point, I'll go back to it again. Rogers, you tell me Rogers come in to this club going, I'll take the players you're going to give me and I'll coach them? No chance. No chance. Not, not at all. He, there's been assurances somewhere along the way that he could have some players he wanted in. And the fact that we're at the last week of this transfer window and we're running about trying to sign guys is, quite frankly, not good enough. We should have been more prepared than this. We should have been forward-thinking, proactive instead of reactive. We all seen the areas of the team that needed improved throughout pre-season and the start of the, the, start of the games. Remember us talking about it before when we were playing at Ross County? Oh, we need a new left winger, for example. Why is it took up to the last week to, to sort this position out? We need a physical midfielder. That's all went quiet. McGregor looks out of his death by himself. It's so disjointed, it's unbelievable. It's it's madness. I don't know what system he's playing. And I do get what Ross was saying last night in terms of you can see Anza's philosophy come through. Roger's philosophy isn't coming through at all for me in these games. Yeah, we're keeping the ball, but it's sideway passing. It's the back two have the ball the most. And then we're doing long balls to nobody. And I don't know what, what's that going to achieve. Like, Kyogo's not going to win a header against a, a St. Johnson six-foot-plus centre-half in Considine. It's never going to happen. They're sitting deep. Mieta's playing. He hit the Green Brigade with a shot. It's, it's <laughs> oh, madness. Like, yeah, yeah, Yang, Yang, like you said, I totally agree. He was our bright spark. He was the one taking players on. But what does Stephen McLean do in the dugout? He brought on your man Brown at right back and it totally nullified him. Mm-hmm. And then that was our ideas gone. Yang got brought off. For James Forrest. Now, I have nothing against James Forrest, but come on. Are you trying to say we can't do better and be better than what we are already this season? And Ross, you said about panic buttons. 
I totally agree. There's some fans that push that big red button already. I haven't personally, but I can see yeah. things that are. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> I, I, I can see things that are concerning me, and yeah, people say it gives the fans an excuse to moan about transfer activity, about results, and we have to remember we're travel champions. That's all in the past. We're focusing on this year. What did Roger say when he first came in? You build on a position of strength. What of a what of a built? It looks like we've regressed. The transfer activity is turning into a rebuild. We're talking about getting five players in before Friday. Well, none of us would have spoken about that at the start of the summer. But the board have been so laxity on their approach. They fell back in, in my opinion, their old ways yet again. And the fans are being... Do you know what I mean? It's, we're sitting complaining about this and then told we shouldn't be complaining because we're entitled or we should think we're winning every game. I agree. No club has any given right to win a game. But you show up to the game. You give your best. You do your best for the shirt. You have to have passion, enthusiasm. See none of that. Nobody in our team had a bit of fight in them towards the end of that game against St. Johnson. Come on, we could have been still there playing when the score to go. So it's not good enough in the playing front. Um, that has to be on the players. There's something that's not clicking. And the players like McGregor, like Hart, like even Alistair Johnson, I, by the way, who's turned into a senior member of the squad, have to take responsibility in that aspect. Rogers can only do what he does at the sideline, but it's up to the players to implement what he's trying to teach them, wherever that may be, because you're seeing the fullbacks coming inverted, then you're seeing them going long. It's it's mind-boggling. And it I sounds like that, a pencil. I think that's uh, part of the problem for me as well, is I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching a team trying to adapt to a new way of playing, and I think we're all saying, why change it? Why, why would you, you know, we've got the same back backroom staff as before. Surely there should be, you know, Kennedy should be like, no, you should stick with us, you know. I do think managers are coming in with, they want to implement their, their style. And I do think Brendan Rodgers is a really good manager. I'm with you though, mate. I mean, you know, there is, for me, we were saying just before we came on air, you know, there's, I see a little bit of, um, I, I like the, the, the confident arrogance of Brendan Rodgers. I know a lot of people found him too arrogant. And I understand that, but I, I feel you need that in a leader sometimes if it's merited and if you're winning. And I just feel that he's been really sheepish. It almost looks like he's reverted back to how he was just before he left last time. And, and my, you know, my fear is the board as well have said to him, look, we're going to give you all these things to, to get done. And none of that seems to have happened. And so you're going, wow, is he, was he, you know, swung a, a, a fake promise? I don't know. Nobody knows. We weren't there. Um, but to me, I, I'm, I'm with you, you know, I'm watching the team and I, I do feel that it's, it's, out of shape right now. I don't know why McGregor's sort of come back a little bit rather than pushing forward. And I'm with you. He seems miles off it. Um, he's not our usual guy. And I don't know if that's why I'm saying I'm willing to give it a couple more weeks here to see if they're going to start settling into these new positions. Um, but, you know, as as a fan, we're all sort of going, yeah, it's really not, not good enough. But I go back to tail end of last season. I know, I know we had a treble winning side, but we were not on it towards the end of last season. So something was off, whether that is the players, whether there is a training, there was something just not happening because we weren't clicking. And I'm still waiting to see that click in this new era. And I yep. to... Yeah, uh, I think that's fair enough. I, I think you, the, the, the argument that the players have got to step up a bit more, I, I would I would definitely agree with. And I know, Franny, we're going to be touching on um, some of their, um, or certainly one of their um, antics on Instagram over the week. Oh, see you later. Oh, he's away. Is he back? Oh, he's... oh am I going? 
Ej, nej, jeg bare ikke. Det var Go ahead, keep going. So, so, right, okay. Sorry, just that you guys all blanked out, and I thought, oh God, is my Wi-Fi playing up again here? But um, yes, yeah, so I, I, I do agree. Definitely, the players have got to, have got to step up. You know, they've got to realise. You know, I, I get that a lot of them perhaps were close to to Ange and perhaps um, were more accustomed to his way of playing. But you know, these are these are professional footballers. They've got to. They've got to learn that it's, you know, and I would like to think that most of them are aware of that already, that there's there's more than one way um, to play the game. And this is the way that the new manager wants to play it. And if they're, if they're not happy with that, then, you know, they've all got agents these days, but, you know, they can they can go um, either which way with it. Obviously, there's a lot been picked up about the way Brendan, uh, you know, I think people wanted to, as Wally was saying last week, if you listen to the full um press conference with regards to, I know obviously everyone's jumped on this, he'll work with the players he's, he's given sort of thing. When you actually watch it all back in, in, in full flow, there is obviously, he he has a, a, a massive say in transfers and he, he's also quoted with saying that the recruitment is night and day from when he was here the last time, So or, the, or certainly the process of it. So if we're going to focus right on that one direct quote, then we should you know, put our minds on a lot all of the other things he said as well. I totally get, you know, we all, we all wanted players in quicker, but one of the, 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 and obviously people are using Angie's, you know, you know, but getting all these guys in straight away. We have to remember that didn't happen right at the start either, but you no, know, three of his most important players in that first season were all signed on deadline day. But subsequently after that, it was because, let's be honest, Ange was shopping in a market that he knew better than anyone else. But it was not an area where there's, let's just say, a lot of competition for signatures, um, you know, for competition for, for, for from other clubs. So that's why we've been able to bring in a lot of the players from Japan and Korea on smaller fees, but managed to get them sort of in the door quicker than, we'd, um, than, we, were, than we were used to. Brendan does not come for, you know, he's never worked out all in that part of the world, certainly that I'm, I'm aware of. And the the markets that we are more used to working in, with, with and certainly that he will be as well, is a much more crowded market. So you're going to have a lot more competition for signatures for these guys from, you know, the European leagues or, or certainly the, the leagues in, in, in England as well. So we have to take that into account as well. We always want to strengthen the squad, of course we do, but it's not quite just as simple as, oh, you know, let's go out and get this guy. Any any decent player, any player of a decent quality, as San Francisco will keep their options open as long as possible. And obviously, for the time being at least, have to take into account the, the Saudi factor as well. Every player, no matter whether you're a world superstar like Cristiano Ronaldo or... Premier League star or even just a player that's got a sniffy potential now will always have for the for the foreseeable anyway their agent to be like that. Just just keep your eye out on um on what uh, what Saudi might offer me as well. So yeah, there, for all we know, there has been a few top quality players that will maybe go under the radar that Celtic have went out there and said, Would you be interested in coming, getting to work with Brendan Rogers playing on a, a fantastic stadium, Champions League football? Um, and everything that goes with it all sounds great, and it is great as we know it. But if there's some club in the desert or 
some club in the English lower league that can play double wage, then we quite quickly, um, our star doesn't shine as bright. And I don't like that any more than any, any of the rest of us. And I get, we obviously want um, good players to come in and strengthen the squad at any given time. But I just feel sometimes that it's, and it's not, and the, play, the, the guys that are um, shouting abuse at Brendan Rodgers at full time, but also using it as an excuse to, to, to hit the, you know, to bash the board with, these would have been the same guys that would have been, you know, shouting abuse if we'd hired Pep Guardiola's coffee man as well. So, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter what they do, they'll get criticised. And I'm not a huge advocate for the board. Anyone that's listened to this show for the start, like I've had many a, a, a gripe with them. But you also, that all, that all becomes a little bit, it loses its kind of toxicity or it loses its strength or potency even if you just keep doing it every single time. And it just it gets to the point where people aren't uh, people sort of lose interest. It just becomes, for, for want of a better word, it just it sounds like it's sort of like an echo chamber, and you, it doesn't actually. It's not. It's not of any use. Doesn't 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 benefit Celtic in any kind of way. And um, we always just uh, we just hope, as I said that um, last night on the group chat, no matter what happens, the absolute worst case scenario going into this international break would be that we would be after having been to Ibrox and Petodre in our first four games, two points behind. That's the absolute nah, I don't worst. Like, don't like thinking like that. Don't no, like no, thinking no, like no, that. No, but, no, but, let me finish, Stephen. That is the absolute worst case scenario that can happen for the international break. Or, which we're hoping, will be four points clear. Either one of those scenarios, or, or it could obviously just remain the same, but four games into a season, there's 34 games to play after um, after Sunday. So I think this whole outcry from certain segments of the support is way premature and it's not helping um, matters on the park either. I get the frustrations, but there's ways and means of doing it. And I would argue that shouting abuse at the players at full time isn't one of them. Well, say, say to be fair, like, I, I know what you're saying, but the fact, in my opinion, that we're thinking about the worst case scenario going to Ibrox is again backwards. We should be miles I'm ahead of them. I'm just putting things in perspective. Miles. I know 100%, but we should be miles ahead of them. We haven't we acted yet again from position of strength. Our finances are huge. They're scraping the gallon money to sign players. They should be in our stratosphere. But it's been years and years and years of Celtic just going, as long as we're neck ahead, Rangers, we'll be fine. As long as, we're, as long as we're two points, three points, ten points ahead, we're fine. And that for me, and I'll say it again, it's not good enough. I know you're putting things in perspective. Two points behind is not a big issue. We can claw that back. But what I'm coming from is the performance of the team, Anthony. Didn't even, the performance of the team from the start of the season. Yeah, we beat Ross County in Aberdeen. Fair enough. We haven't scored in two games. Tell me last time that happened. We couldn't, we couldn't do... Like, Probably at some point under Ange. Everything, everything hasn't clicked. Players just don't know their roles. And it just looks, from my point of view, I'm not speaking on anyone's behalf here, as I said, disjointed. Rogers, people are saying, are we getting, to quote uh, Russell Boyce, the Rogers light? Is that what we're getting? Do you know what I mean? Because he's on the sidelines, he looks good in his wee, his wee suit and all that type of stuff. But 
where's the drive? Where's the come on, get get going? I, I didn't see none of that. Every, I mean, the camera. I don't know if you've noticed, panned the Rodgers loads of times during the game. Notebook, notebook, hands and pockets. I don't know what's going on. It, it's, 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 it's it's a strange situation to me. It's a strange feeling. That's that's all. I th- I think that's. You're turning a wee bit into like what we've done with Hattati. A body, a body, lang- body, body language expert. Body language <laughs> experts. And now you're, you're going on to something then you're turning a body language expert. But it kind of brings me an excellent next thing. It's just, as the fan, I'll come to yourself, Ross. Um, as the fans divided here, I think, I think the last sort of <laughs> 10 minutes I've sort of I've sort of answered that in the sense that Rogers, it's, it's just kind of highlighting the fact that not, I think all he is in this, uh, not to kind of put words in anybody's mouth, but I think us four anyway were happy with Rogers' appointment, especially when you think of the names that were, were linked to the job. I think he was the, the best candidate for the job. But the fact that within the fan base, it wasn't unanimous. Uh, do you think reactions, even like the night on this podcast, what we've seen in social media after the last two results and performances, I think... I think that kind of highlights, it's maybe been highlighted even more because Rogers wasn't a, a unanimous decision within the fan base. I think, the, I, I don't think there's any base of an argument that Brendan Rogers is an outstanding coach. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think we should be so in lucky to have somebody of Brendan Rogers' caliber. And when he first joined us, I remember us all rejoicing. I mean, it was like the greatest appointment that we ever could have, you know, it looked like there was great t- intent from the board. They were really looking at bringing in somebody who knew this game. I loved him when he was here. When he left, I was gutted. I wasn't angry. I was gutted. I was like, I really wanted him there for the 10. I thought he was going to be part of us. I, I I, was gutted that he was going to a smaller club. I mean, with Ange going to Spurs, I could see it, you know. But mm-hmm. to go to Leicester, I just felt was such a step down and I was gutted. However, before that, I did start noticing him in press conferences. I did start seeing him being just a little bit off his usual self, and I could see that he was frustrated. So for me, when he was, when his name started circling, when Ange left, we were all heartbroken because of what the possibility was going to be. You know, mm-hmm. Champions League last year, even though you know we had a dismal point record, we knew that we were playing good football, and I think we're all looking forward to seeing what that could, you know, transpire into. And so for me, when Roger's name came up, I was like, we've won the lottery. Mm-hmm. The fact that we can bring him back and he wants to come back. And then I started, you know, reading the good and the bad. Um, and I understood it, but I was also like, stop spitting your dummies out enough. He's here. He's a good coach. Get behind the fucking coach. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you'll wind him up and he'll leave. Like, what are you doing? Like, what's mm-hmm. the point? And so I, I think we are in a really lucky position to have somebody of his caliber. I, I, I'm honestly just, you know, we've had two rough games. It's been a sort of slow start. It's not a usual thing, but it was never going to be the exact same. It's not going to be the same fabric as somebody coming in and restarting the whole thing. You know, the, the league has changed. The teams have changed. Managers have changed. Everything's changed. So it's going to be a whole new process with this guy. At the, but, you know, I think he is, I think he's one of the best people we can have to move this club forward and I think if he was supported fully and everybody backed him he'd be you know he'd be one of us the one thing I don't like is I feel that he placates to the people that don't like him and I'm a mm. bit like I, I just I'd, I'd blank that off and let the results do the talking you know and eventually he'll turn it and eventually everyone will love him again if he starts winning but 
I don't know if that answers your question, Fanny, but it's like uh, I, I kind yeah. of did. I'll come to yourself, Anthony. Do you do you think? I mean, this is might sound mad, but some of the fans that didn't want him back, do you think a wee bit of them want something to fail just for that yeah. whole bit to go? No. Say, look, we told you so. Never go like never. It's that old said saying: never go back to your ex. As as much as. It's it's one of the ones that you never go back to your ex. And like Ross said, I mean, we have been fortunate in, in recent years where we've had good strikers and stuff like your Edwards, Dembele's and Kyle goes, they kind of all following each other. And I don't think any of us, when Anne's left, would have went, like one of our biggest signings would have been Brendan Rodgers and, as much as Andrew, I think, is a fantastic manager, the record right now, I think, Brendan Rodgers is an upgrade on Ange. Ange might go down to the Premiership and blow it away. We never know. Uh, time will tell about that. But a, a wee bit of me think, is, think some fans want him to fail just to be told you so. I don't know what you think about that. And do you but, think the fans, I, like I, the, the anger comes for a lot of the, the divide and not wanting him back? Well, the, the, the thing is, I mean... I mean, we all we all know that the section that that put that up on on social media ten minutes after the Celtic um, official account announced his return, and that was, I mean, they are, they are very representative of a section in modern society, whereas they don't care what kind of attention they get as long as they get attention. That's that they just they just crave it. It's like a drug to them. I'm not necessarily. I, I know what I know what you're trying to say, Franny. I would like. Yeah. I don't think that they are at that point of actually wanting them to fail. But there is this sort of, you know, as long as they're getting their their 15 minutes of fame, they'll, they'll kind of settle for whatever. But this, you know, they claim to hate mainstream media in Scotland. They claim to hate so many parts of modern society. But yet they are giving the media every bit of oxygen that they want to print their nonsense at the moment. Oh, the, the, the media on the on the back of one Twitter account were like, "Oh, the fans are divided. Fans are really divided. They don't. None of them like the new hoops either." And just have you ever seen a, a press release about a new top coming out the way that our ones was over the summer? But that's what they do. They feed it. They feed it. They feed it. Now there's two ways of looking like that. You can either starve it of the oxygen and act like grown ups in a modern world, or you can feed into that and you can post nonsense on Twitter and you can. Shout abuse and obscenities at the guy at full time, and you like as Ross says, you know, call them rats and snakes and 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 all this kind of thing. What do these people think that's going to achieve? Does you think that makes more ultra Celtic? <laughs> that the Celtic existed for over a century before these guys even thought about banding together and making a couple of banners. They don't speak for the entire Celtic support. They think they do. They want to, but trust me, as long as me and other people within the club still have something to do about it, their input to Celtic will remain as minimal as possible. Now, again, there's two ways of looking at how they they carry on as well with shouting obscenities. I always think the irony is, see, when we start winning a few games again, they'll be banned about how they're faithful through and through. I always think people, it's easy to support Celtic in this modern age most of the time, because we win most of the time. We play in Europe most of the time. But people show their true colours when there's 
about, you know, Paul Lambert often says Celtic are only ever a draw away for a crisis. By God, is he getting proven right with that statement right now? But people tend to show their true colours in tough times. And I, I would argue perhaps one cup defeat and a draw at home isn't the toughest of times. But we'll run with it because it's about as tough as these guys have ever seen it. Their <laughs> default setting, just the same as it was in the COVID season, rather than get behind the manager, rather than get behind the team, is to wallow in the negativity, mm-hmm. shout obscenity, shout abuse, throw coins at them in the car park if we're going back to the, the COVID season. If, 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 if that's supporting your team, then I'm not a supporter. And, and and these guys actually think that boys in the West Stand are going to gear up their seats so they can all, even more of them can get behind the goal and ruin everybody else's day. It's absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. I'm 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 sick to the back teeth of them and have been for we a long, long time. <laughs> and you know, I get the whole you know other you know they bring they bring noise and you know color to the to the to the stadium and all that and match day. That that that's all well and good. Celtic Park was noisy long before they came around as well. You know, guys will remember going back to the days of the jungle. Those original Champions League nights under. Under Martin O'Neill, we didn't need a Green Brigade then. We certainly don't need them now. Um, all they need to, all, all they need to worry about is their art attack. Leave the supporting the guys that want to get behind. The <laughs> Anthony, I, uh, I, I, uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly with with uh, as far as supporting the team goes. And look, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the GB have their place in a way. They do create a lovely mm-hmm. little atmosphere. The TFOs mm-hmm. are fantastic, and you know there are moments where it's lovely to. Um, it's lovely having the, the, those parts of a stadium and, and mm-hmm. a crowd, but when it starts getting into the the uh, the childishness and, mm-hmm. and the, you know booing a set of fans walking around and screaming obscenities, if I were the manager, if I would have, mm-hmm. I'd be the first going, I wouldn't even give them the time of day, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that sort of bothers me, you know, in some way that they they. They are, you know, they keep pushing this agenda. The one thing I will say is, though, on the social media side of things, I'm not convinced it's always Celtic supporters writing the trash. That's fair. That's fair. Supporters from other teams that are coming under Celtic banners mm-hmm. saying, yeah, get rid of Rob uh, Rogers. He's a rat. He's this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of that will be from, you know, parts of the city that are not. That's, that's true, 100%. But I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's nonsense. I think everybody, every grown-up, it's sort of like... Calm it down, we Nikes. We understand. <laughs> We're watching. Um, but, uh, you know, I, look, I, I love having them there in, in the support when they're being supported. And, yeah, regardless of who's the coach, get behind him. Regardless. It doesn't matter who it is at this point. He's our coach. He's going to be there longer, you know, in, in history longer than you guys. So we need to support him. So I, I sort of agree. That's what no, I, I totally get what you're saying then. It's quite mad. This was not meant to be a, an attack on the Green Brigade, but it's, no. <laughs> it was more. It's just it, it just so happens that they were kind of vocal at the weekend, Stephen and stuff. And I, I it's Ross Ross mentioned it earlier and stuff. How uh, like you just you get get behind the team. Brendan Rodgers, I think one of his first things said when Celtic are when the fans are together, the board are together, and things like that. The motor kind of works the way you want it to work. Some Maybe yourself included. Think maybe the board bit of that's broken down and stuff. Uh, but I suppose time will tell you it's not ideal how we're doing. 
I just don't know. I do like Ross kind of mentioned it on the group chat. Uh, like Celtic are maybe in a wee bit of a mini crisis, coupled with like I don't think you can take away the injuries and stuff like that. It's we've been extremely unlucky at the fact that I think there may be Ross Carter Vickers back. I think that that has kind of but as an arse, so to speak. Um, Naroki, it's really unlucky that you got the guy you bring in to replace what well, looks like it's to replace Starfield. He then ends up for a, a, a two month as well. Then Wells, whether they, you like the boy or not, but Roger seemed to see something in him. He then is out for four months. And these all happen in the space of days, mm. these guys. And you've not really got the time to try and bring guys in. And you're not going to go out. And I don't see Celtic going out and spending big money on another centre-half when they've outlaid decent enough money, I think, on on Lagerbilka and uh, Navroke. So do do you think we're in like maybe a wee bit of a mini-crisis? Or is it just just he's got a really, he's had a really bad bit of bad luck or is it a bit of beef? I mean, just to go back to what we just witnessed there, it was great to see Anthony <laughs> and Ross, they bonded together there like that, over, <laughs> over the, 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 the Green Brigade there. I mean, if I throw my two pence into it as well. I mean, I'm with Ross in that one. They bring a lot of colour and the, the TFOs and the atmosphere is fantastic. And I do I get what like people are saying. I disagree with that, and especially yeah. the, the charitable work. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The 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 Celtic Foundation and the food bank and stuff and the Green Brigade all involved in that. It's fantastic work. People need that. People are in need. But just to kind of go back to what Anthony was saying, um, I totally agree that the, I mean this early on, there's three hundred members staying behind after a game trying to shout at the the players and give Roger stick. I, I don't agree with that one bit. But again, sometimes a fan base has to kind of display the the satisfaction. It has to be done the right way, of course. Maybe not the way they've done it. It's too early to do that as well in, in terms of being dissatisfied and wanting a person out there or calling them names and stuff. You kind of stay, like Ross said, just bat that to the side and leave it. But, I mean, I'm not going to win the Green Brigade. I'm probably 90% for them most of the time. I, I, that's, <laughs> that's just the way the way I am. But I do get what you're saying. But in, in regards to the, the mini-crisis, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean... If the Scottish media had had the believe the start of the season, Michael Bale just came in at Rangers and he managed his first game. Um, they're, they're, they're incredible, apparently, at the moment. They're flawless against uh, Ross County recently, even though they only won 2 0, but baffling. But in, in regards to us, in our kind of standards, maybe we're in a mini crisis in terms of injuries and, and squad at the minute. Um, as I said the, before in the podcast, the, the performances, the levels, the players haven't really been stepping up. And like Ross said, we're waiting to see that click, that click and just get into gear. And you mentioned what Roger said, the Holy Trinity, the board, the support and the team all together fighting on the pitch and fighting for one cause. We're, again, that divide still raises the head when there's a negative result. It's, it's only going to get worse, by the way, if we get that, we get beat at Ibrox. I mean, the reaction will be insane. <laughs> It'll be, yeah, you're, you're putting your hands against the fire there. Like, um, and I, I just think that it's one of these ones we'll have to ride out, but we'll have to get results while we're riding it out. We can't be using this as an excuse if we drop points again or if we lose again and we fall f- further behind the league. We can't look back and be like, oh, we had injuries. We, ha- we have to find a ways around this to cope with the situation. The last few days of the transfer window, we might get a few gems in. We never know. We're obviously going to talk about that. But we can't fall into the, an excuse culture, guys. We can't be saying we're having a mini crisis and then we fall two points behind Rangers. Why was the reason we lost? Well, our centre has Rangers. Can't be using that as an excuse. Here's the thing. We can't, we can't, I, but if the first two centre halves are out, it's no ideal. 
if, if if we play our game, if Celtic play our game, we will we will beat our our foes every single time. If we show up, we've got a far superior squad. Uh, That's far the question, though, Ross, isn't it? I mean, you know, but I do feel that. I mean, I think if we show up, we'll, we'll win. And that's never really been a, a concern for me. The other thing is, we are talking about this mini crisis. Guys, we've lost. Uh, we haven't even lost. We drew a league game. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. We drew one league game. I think yeah, that's Sorry. We've drawn a game. Guys, we can still be invincible. <laughs> well, well, you're bang on, Ross. And ju- just stay, I got sorry, um, Franny. Oh, I'll just I'll be right. really quick with this point. And we're just we're saying, I can't remember who brought it up in the comment there about the media trying to you know sabotage the league and whatnot. Oh, yeah. my, my point being, and of course, uh, Martin, we are um, it's it's a perfect example. We could be four points clear on Sunday, and here's hoping we are, or we could be mm-hmm. two points behind, as, as we said. And I, but I can guarantee in terms of the media response to it and the heat that will be given to them by the, the mainstream media, Michael Beale will get a relatively easy ride and excuses made for him if Celtic go four points clear. You know, there'll still be about players having to gel, adjusting to the new system. He's brought in all these players um, over the summer. It's been a massive rebuild. They're still finding their feet. That'll be all the thing if, if Rangers go, um, if, if, if Celtic go four clear on Sunday. If Celtic go two points behind, it'll be everything that you've seen so far times 100. It'll be, was Rodgers the, the wrong replacement? Have, um, have the board been this? It'll be, and it'll be all coming from mainstream media and it should be our job as fans not to give that any more oxygen than, than it should be. But regardless, as I say, Stephen, you're, you're, you're right what you say we can't. But the big clubs, no matter how bad, can't really... Use anything as an excuse. That's the that's the the thing of being a big club and a successful club. You just got to get on with it. And maybe that's half the half the time the best way to do it. Just got on with it. And um, as I say, once we get this um, game out of the way, obviously by the end of this week, well, the the window will be shut. The group stage will be drawn. The derby will have been played. We'll get into that international fortnight and then kick on for here. But you're you're, you're bang on. We just have to weather this and. Um, and deal with it the way big, big clubs do. Talk about giving it no more oxygen. We'll, we'll, um, if you were going to say something, I was just there, Rod. Say I give Rogers. I, I give him full belief. I think. Oh, yeah. he, he knows what's happening this weekend. He knows what's happening this weekend, and you know whether people believe it or not. I think it's ridiculous. He's a Celtic fan, and he knows yeah. what, what's happening, and he knows what he's going to get into. And um, you know, hell, hell. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. And, and like Anthony says, we'll not, we'll not get any more oxygen for now. And uh, we'll just kind of until we start talking about transfers again. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but no, we'll just kind of talk on as the young, young young ones would say, Instagram versus reality. The curious case, a uh, said Haksavanovic. I think we were all shocked when we woke up and seen that Instagram post. I think Stephen, I think the writing's on the wall from you. Did a Folk are saying it's a cryptic message. I, I, I don't know what's cryptic about it. <laughs> I don't he's, know what's cryptic about it. I mean, for me, I, I think I, I really like the point. I think he's a real talent. Uh, but when you kind of look, look back at it, like says that Instagram post, it's made it out that he's a, he's a superstar. But in reality, hasn't he really been? Hasn't he really yeah. been up to it? I think for me, Haxavanovic really frustrates me. Like you said, Franny, there's a player there 
And I thought when Rogers came in, he'd be perfect for Rogers. That kind of mm-hmm. a character, a character, an, an enigma, a personality. Like packs of balance bases, all them things. And Rogers has dealt with people like that throughout his football and management career, like Raheem Sterling, Luis Suarez, all had these de- divisive characters about them, but Rogers got the best out of them. Unfortunately, Haxa Banovic seems to be creating this narrative in his head that he was a, a world-class superstar at a club and he, he's fallen out of favour. Yeah, he came on a few times last season when we were 4-1, 5-1 up and he scored a few beautiful goals. The one at St. Johnson at Parquet when he kind of just fizzed it along the ground into the bottom right-hand corner was a fantastic goal from his point of view. But when he started games, he went missing. He was always the first. <laughs> he was always the first uh, player off in terms of a substitute. Whoever came on made or a Jana form, he just he just failed to impress. And I think that's carried into this season. He got a few chances in preseason. Then he was bombed from the squad. He's only come back into the game because of injuries. And then he came on as a sub. And the next day he's posting. By the way, he took the time to put a nice wee filter on it, didn't he? he just <laughs> kind of filtered it. And do you know I mean if you're not valued, maybe you should leave or whatever the post was. And yeah. If Rogers seen that, someone's obviously flagged that to him. And there was players who liked it, who've all liked this post. But Fada, apparently, Rocco Fada liked it. Uh, Burnaby's liked it. And O, which is surprising, has liked it. I don't know if they're feeling the same way. Maybe they're just supporting the team yet in, in, in a time of... Uh, How can he be feeling like that? I know, I know. But in a time of difficulty for, for him looking to leave the club. But it's embarrassing. That stuff should be kept in-house. If he's got a big enough pair of balls, he should have went to Rogers and said, look, play me. I'm ready to deliver. I'm ready to do something for this team. We're going to settle down, buckle down and train hard. But no, don't piss him on on social media. He'll be out the door. And from what I can tell in the comments, I think it was maybe Sam Fran said that he's muted the comments on his post. So I think he knows uh, that the, the writing is on the wall and he'll be out of Celtic Football Club by Thursday. Nah, I, I, I just don't... I don't really see how there's a you come back failure. Uh, Ross, it's... Like you say, it's, it's a silly comment. And, and I've seen this comment for Strains of the Doctor. I don't know if he's at the wind-up or not. But he's I at think the that He's got to be. He can't be having players posting their Kenny messages. I don't know where you can make it all, Ross. Well, my, my personal opinion would be, and it's just my opinion, that could be wrong. I think when things come out like this publicly, it's already been done behind closed doors. Aye. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've got a sneaky suspicion that he's already been told, mate, you're probably not in our thought moving forward um, and you'll be a sideline player you'll be you know um, I sort of feel that that's probably the conversation that's happened which has led to him then you know reacting and putting out his thing I, I wouldn't think it's the other way around I don't think he's sitting there going oh I'm not getting played and uh, you know what I'm just going to drop this message <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there's big conversations going on and I would imagine as well we've got this new boy coming in this week apparently so I mean you know we've, we've got our wingers I'd imagine that's that's the, the the next kind of nail in his Celtic career. Um, I liked him too. I think he comes mm-hmm. on and he is a player. But yeah, he, you know he's he's to and fro sometimes. Sometimes he's electric, and other times he's his hair's getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Nah, <laughs> exactly. totally agree with that. Totally yeah. agree. And but, I uh, think you know, I, I think he seems like a sweet kid and you know a good mm-hmm. player. And if he's off, we wish him well. But um, it probably looks like that that might be it. Nah, I think I. Th- I think, I think Ross is right, Anthony, in the fact that the way, without being privy to know how a transfer works and the, the runs of a football club, I think if you're posting something like that, it's you generally are kind of out the door. It's like what managers, when they don't 
take Ryan Fraser, who was linked to us, folk were saying, why do you want to sign somebody that's not got a squad number, who's training the reserves? But managers kind of do these tactics to try and force a guy out the door or so, and mm. things like that. So I think, like Ross said, it's he probably knows there's something they're offering. There's, he's probably as for off. I don't know what you've kind of, kind of made it. Yeah, well, obviously, I've seen it on the on the way home yesterday and just, you know, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't believe what I was seeing. You know, I had the exact same feeling about when, when Yakimakis started all this nonsense um, back in, in January. The one thing I would say is at least Big Gigi, before he left, had actually made a relatively significant contribution to a, a, a title one inside. You know, he took his chance when Kyogo was out and, you know, that, that first season and really ran with it and got us through a lot of um, big games. Haksabanovic, you know, he, that, I always remember that. I think it was against Ross County, the game just before the World Cup. And, um, you know, he scored a great goal. I think we, we, I think that was the day that O'Reilly had been had a ridiculous penalty awarded against him. But Haksabanovic set up and uh, and then an equaliser. And then I think he scored the winner as well. And we thought this guy's going to really kick on after the World Cup. And came on in fits and starts, sort of January, February time. But then when he was starting to get, you know, a little bit of an opportunity in the team. He's he's not he's not grabbed them with both hands. Mm-hmm. Some people, his defenders would maybe say, well, he wasn't in his natural position um, for some of those games. But still, if you're on the fringes of, of of the team and you're given an opportunity, you at least have to do something to stand out um, for me, especially in a, a team as successful as 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 we were last year. Um, but yeah, I was I was probably just as equally annoyed with with um, the players liking it as much as um, the, the player himself for posting it. Um, you know, I think if I'd forgot to put batteries in my alarm clock and had got behind the wheel of a car um, whilst ten mm-hmm. sheets to the wind, I probably wouldn't be trying to piss my boss off anymore. <laughs> but that just shows you the immaturity of um, Alexander Bernabein. It's maybe why he's not getting a sniff of uh, first team action at the moment. And um, despite, you know, Greg Taylor's in different form, um, if Rocco Vata, at the age of 19, who's contributed the square root of sweet FA to the cause so far, thinks that his ego is big enough that he can carry on like that on social media, there's only one place um, for me as well, and that's the exit door. I didn't realise O had done it as well, Stephen. um, That's news to me. You know, I'm a big fan of the guy. um, And thank you. I think... Obviously, he's been a bit unfortunate with injuries and obviously Kyogo's form. But if he's coming away with that nonsense as well, then, you know, the fact circumstances just where a lack of numbers up front might dictate that, um, you know, he might still be around. But if I was Brendan Rodgers, I would be, he'd be getting a severe telling off um, as a bare minimum. Um, I, I don't know who put it up um, not, not that long ago. It says players know exactly what they're they're doing on the socials. That's absolutely bang on. These mm-hmm. guys have got, you know, these little kind of media teams, and you know, it's the same. You see, it even worse down south. Any time a player misses a tackle or hits, misses a penalty, it's you know, mealy mouthed apologies and all this garbage. You know, I'm, I have a bit of a Roy Keane approach there. I'm not interested in all that kind of nonsense side of it. And you certainly know what I think about um, other social media channels as well. It's like, just get on with training, get on with playing, get on with winning. And all this other um, nonsense is just, um, it's it's not needed and it's certainly not productive to um, our fortunes on the park. Here's what I'll, I'll, I'm just going to jump in quickly, right? Because oh, we, are, we are three middle-aged, 
fellas just so we <laughs> And uh, and uh, we have we have a different way of dealing with stuff. Here's what I will mm-hmm. say, Benz, because I agree with what you're saying. But I also mm-hmm. these are boys; they're the young. Mm-hmm. Right? He's only 24 year old, right? And mm-hmm. and w- within that, they're all pals, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if one of them has had a chat with the manager or whomever, mm-hmm. I'm speculating at this point. Mm-hmm. He's come out and he's gone, guys. I think I'm off. I, you know, I'm not going to get a sniff. And he's just told me that. It's probably not going to happen. You know, your ego or your pride or whatever it is, or oh. you know, this thing that we forget mm-hmm. is a tool to the outside world and being in the public eye sometimes, and mm-hmm. it is too, I forget, mm-hmm. overshare. And once you've overshared, you allow people to get in and start, you know, noticing your own private um, situation. He's had enough. He's out now. Sorry, no, so I got all that. Wi-Fi's played off again. No, I don't get what you were saying. You had to get out for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the liking of things, I understand what you're saying, but I, I I would sort of just recommend that you understand that they are just a bunch mm-hmm. of pals, and if one of their mates mm-hmm. is sort of getting the kick or the door's getting open, they out of support are just going to go, yeah, mate, love it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. think it's anything deeper than that, personally. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that from the way that my social is run mm-hmm. and some of the friends mm-hmm. that I have, there's, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't really mean as big of a, a thing as perhaps with it. Nah, I, I totally agree with that and Joe Fanley probably makes a good point as well. I think some of the players maybe just hit the like button because it's one of the players that really one looking at boys, and things like that. Absolutely. One of the boys. And stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Maybe you need to give them a wee bit of coaching, Ross, because I, I noticed you at the weekend you were at the LAFC game and you had your Celtic mm-hmm. top. So you were, you were using your Genius. socials in the right way. You your socials no, I, that panned out beautifully when they invited me down. I'm like, I've got to wear something Celtic. I can't be able to see another team without something Celtic, you know? And I was like, hold on. I'm sure we've got a black and a gold somewhere. Ah, perfect. 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 But anyway, I think we'll, we'll move on to transfers, and I think this could get a wee bit wee bit tasty again. I know we kind of touched on it earlier, but as I said, we'll be touching on the boy Lewis Palmer. I think it's all but done. I think it's... It's all a matter of getting the, the sort of work permits and things sorted out in the medical. So it's just the formalities really to go to go through and stuff. Podence eh, came up against Stephen the day. So some rumours that he's oh it seems to be a done deal and, and things like that. Um, where where are you with the rumours? Do you think Rogers is say again? Rogers reiterated at the weekend he wants quality in. Yep. Does that mean your Podence is that kind of level of player? Lewis Palmer might be. Might be a top player, um, but for me, do you think it'll be with the Focacom projects, or do you think it'll be your oven ready Champions League players? I feel like. Well, first of all, can I say we have 132 people watching this live, and that's fantastic for us. And if you could please like, share, and subscribe, just do all that. I don't mean we're trying to grow as well. For us, Stephen, could it? I, I think it is. I think it is up there. <laughs> yeah, but um. That's because he's still all the bandwidth. No joking. But uh, to be fair, I, th- I think as well, you, you look at these transfers, we've got enough project signings for the door, Quan, Yang, Home. They're all kind of labelled under that project, even though some of them will make an impact this year. But you, you look at Lewis Palmer, he started off the season in great form with his current club. I think he's played five games, scored two, assisted four. So he's he's hit the, the, the ground running. Last season, he had um, stats similar to Jada on the left-hand side, so maybe he could fill that gap in, in terms of bringing pace, dribbling, a guy to take players on, which we're desperately needing, and um, someone the assistant and score goals when we need it. Um, Daniel Podence, 
from Wolves. I've seen this rumour come up day in, day out. There's different people saying we're, we're talking about fees, we're talking about loans, and this is a guy for me that I would be extremely excited if we get someone like him in. And I know he's fell out of favour with Wolves. That's 100%. Up until last Christmas, he was a first-team regular. He's played over 100 games in the Premier League. He's played in Portugal. He's played in Greece with Olympiacos. And he's also, albeit, one cap for Portugal, which is a tough team to break into by all accounts. And he has... Cha- Ronaldo, probably. Aye. And he, he has Champions League, Champions, League, Champions League experience, which for us, I think we're desperately needing in the forward areas. And he's 27. He's coming into his peak years. He's dynamic. He's quick. He reminds me of Shakiri. He used to play for Liverpool. That kind of small frame can change direction. Low centre of gravity. He's really exciting. Um, all the rumours I've seen today were linked with a centre-back from Peterborough. Robbie Edwards, 21 <laughs> years old. But I'm hoping to God that's not true because that's not where we need to be going right now. We need a, If we're looking for a solution to our problem, we need an experienced centre-half in who's been there, who's done that, and can kind of guide these people along. Like Lagerbilt's going to be our first, half, our, our first choice centre-half for a while. Get someone in beside him who's experienced, maybe over 30. Do you know what I mean? So get someone like that in. I'll be looking forward to that if it happens. Um, centre midfield, I think we can all see we're struggling. I don't know about you guys. I think we look really slow, lethargic. We're not physical enough. Teams are, are beating us in the kind of the physical aspect of that. They're winning the second balls, and Cal McGregor looks a foot off it. So we need someone in there who can maybe play alongside McGregor, like Rogers done the first time. Well, that's true, Brown Warrior, in terms of Scott mm-hmm. Brown and. Um, McGregor played in that double type role in, in centre midfield. I think he needs someone in there to do the, do the dirty work and he can do the passing. But yeah, I mean, if we get Palma, we get Podence. Although Podence, I don't think it's going to happen if I'm, if I'm totally honest. But it's just to kind of live in that aspect of maybe a dream getting an impact player like that in. Centre half for me is a major issue. Major issues. Liam Scales, I think he proved it against the Johnson. He's not, he's not good enough. There was times where he'd had the ball bounce over him. Their player got ahead. And Joe Hardy gave him that fantastic save. Stephen Rye was these rumours of Brentford. Was that Matthias Beck, Sorensen, Johnny Otto, left back of Wolves, Podence of Wolves, and Palmer's on a, on a flight. No, Palmer's actually stuck in Dubai, apparently. I don't know what's oh, going on there. Getting, ah, there's getting different, that, different stories getting, going on Getting work permits, sort of. But again, it comes back to, this is tur- like for me, this has turned into a rebuild out of nowhere. It really has. And I know people are going to say we're just signing five or six players for the first thing, but we've also signed five project players, so to speak. So that's 10, maybe 11 players coming through the door. That's a major overhaul of a team. It's going to look so different. It's an, o- you, it's an overhaul as you, as you, any of them start. Aye, but as Ross said, in October, we could look totally different mm. to what we're aye, looking aye. at now. I totally take that on board, but we need to get the finger out. We're on Tuesday. We've got until, is it Thursday or Friday? Thursday, isn't Friday it? because of the bank holiday. Oh, so we've got until Friday. A lot of work needs done. A lot of work needs done. I don't know if I have the... If I have the faith in the board to do this over the next couple of days. But you've already jumped in earlier and you said, you know, like in, in Angie's tenure, the, the best transfer day or arguably three or four of our mm. best players all came in on that last day. So, you know, I, I'm pretty sure things are going on behind the scenes. But as we were talking about earlier, the markets that you're looking in, there is more competition. There's more, uh, you know, you have to convince a few mm. others a little more than, than those coming from Asia, um, you know. It does take a little bit of time. People, teams also hold on to their players. You know, they don't want to leave them yet until they've got some cover or until they can boost that price up. You know, it's business is business. I, I, I would be happy if we got a couple in. Uh, you know, obviously Palmer looks like it's happening. Um, a Wolves boy, 
I would love him to come in, but I'm here in the, you know, that position is sort of the Palmer position. That's, mm. that's yeah. what we're looking at for this guy. Um, and in which case, was that a bargain version of it? We don't know if Wolves were actually going to let him go or if they did want the 12 million rather than getting it down to eight. Um, you know, but it would be nice to have somebody with a little bit of uh, experience uh, to come in, especially that Champions League experience. So someone like is a, uh, uh, is it Prudence? Prudence? Prudence, uh, yeah. I think it's Prudence, you said. Yeah, you know, I mean, wonderful player. I've seen him many times. So it'd be, mm-hmm. it'd be great to have somebody of that caliber, but who knows? And if, if we got those two in, it'd be nice to have some more in, you know, but um, I, I'm, I'm pretty well, sure. We'll come straight back. Where else would you look if you could? I mean, you know, when you cover at the, at the back right now, but that's mm-hmm. because of injuries. And at, at that point, you're sort of going, shit, I mean, how do we do this? Do we just do a loan deal? Do we bring somebody else in be our 17th centre back you know um, you know can we call Julianne just for a couple of weeks <laughs> well, pa- Palmer can apparently take a goal uh, a corner and Julian can score for them so it might be no bad for a wee couple of months there you go yeah match made in heaven I know I know well I'll just come to yourself Anthony what you make of the sort of uh, the latest rumours and and things like that it's the, the whole project thing kind of annoys me in the sense that we're looking at some of these players like Palmer, uh, the boy that Stephen's talking about for Brentford as, as project players, but Abada for me was never known as a project player and he was 19. Jota had 685 minutes of football, was never a project player. And Stephen, I know I'm guilty want us to spend big money, but the whole we're signing project thing does, does annoy me when we choose to ignore. Jota was never deemed as one. As I say, Abada was never deemed as one. But these players Maeden, had the commitment. Maiden Hatate will never de- deemed as one. Hatate had only played two years of, of football. It was never deemed a, a project player. So I, it, it does kind of annoy me a bit. Where, where are you with the, the, the transfers, Anthony? And obviously, the Palma, as I say, looks like it's all but done. Let's be honest, we don't, we don't know much about the guy apart from the highlight reels. Mm-hmm. And Podence... Uh, looks like it's it's picking up again. I'm seeing folk in the comments saying the the French boy at left back and that's apparently back on and stuff. I, it's it's rumours. Me and Stephen just get sucked mm-hmm. into them. Use the rest of these a wee bit more. We can still get Kieran, right? He's still available. He's away. He's away. Oh, he's been dissociated. I know. I know. Oh, he, he does. He does put the hook out there and coffee. Oh, come on. Uh, where, where are you? Where are you with him, Anthony? If there's any positions you would like to see us strengthening, yeah, obviously. Uh, listen, if we were to get the uh, those two guys in, that would be, you know, good, you know, really good bits of business. Um, I would argue. I, I think I think it was Jed that mentioned in the comments earlier. Um, if we are going to get another centre half, in, which it looked like we might have to do, obviously just in the short term, but. I would imagine I agree with him that a, a loan option might be might be better. Stephen does make the point: Do we want to send a twenty-one-year-old for Peterborough um, into Ibrox? That is an absolutely fair point. Although on the other hand, if you go down the experience route, every chance you could end up with a Philip Senderos uh, type affair as well. So you know, it's it, it could it could work or not work one way or the other, whatever way you would want to look at it. But I would be surprised if they went down any kind of permanent option for another centre half, given how much. And we've invested in those um, in, in that position already, and it's just like, like you say, we, we we seem to have it every every couple of seasons where we just have a point, and it's normally highlighted more because we've got a Champions League qualifying campaign to try and get through as well. But 
the the centre half situation, there just seems to be a, a point every so often when you know they all just <laughs> tend to drop like flies. Um, it's it's not great, um, and, and it's and, and it's not ideal. But as I say, we're just going to have to weather it one way um, or the other. But um, yeah, so I think there probably might be some sort of shop deal, um, term deal sort of thing for a for a centre half. Obviously, if we got those, you know, the two wingers in, that would be absolutely brilliant, Franny. And I think we'd, we'd be really stacked in, in those areas where we do that. Given how Oz looks like it's, it's going to be still quite a few, I think still a few weeks before he's back. And we obviously know that Hyogo is, you know, potentially going to need some work on his shoulder at some point. Um, yep. Would there be an option to bring in? A backup, perhaps even in a sort of Edward type role, you know, a, a loan to buy option up front as well. Um, that might be something to look at as well. It can never be hard to sometimes bring in a potentially third choice striker. You know what? What kind of quality you're going to be looking at there? But yeah, I think there is still definitely areas where we need to strengthen. But if we got those two. For what you are kind of saying is that you you guys know how Twitter works more than me. If those are the two that seem to be gathering the most traction, then hopefully we'll get those over the line uh, sooner rather than later. Ah, good. I'll do, I'll do a wee bit of fun round, Robin. Try and be realistic here, Stephen. Doesn't need to be Podence or, or Palmer. I love that you're saying that to me. I'll come to everybody, but it's I think Palmer's, if reading between the lines, all but done. Mm-hmm. Another position, can be any position in the park, a realistic target you think we should go and get, and maybe why? Oh, left back. Well, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a name in particular, uh-huh. but I'll give you a profile. Someone who is basically identical to what Alistair Johnson brings you: physical, athletic, gets up and down, a warrior. I mean, wow! Imagine but if you does that, season. Even seeing the impact that Johnson had against St. Johnson, he looked like he wasn't away for that long from the team. He slotted back in, right back. Great, and he got took off, obviously, and the drop-off was quite noticeable to Ralston. But if we got a similar profile to him at left-back, I'd be extremely happy with a new left-winger ahead of this left-back, a Palma, a Podence. That would be exciting to me. Just a solid, strong, just bustling, athletic left-back who can get up and down and contribute to the team. And Greg Taylor's done that, but unfortunately for me, he doesn't suit what Rodgers is trying to do. Uh, I, I tend to tend to agree with that. To be fair, Stephen, um, I'll come to yourself, Ross. If you've got a name in your head, spit it out there. But taking the the left side out, yeah, apart from left back, if you want the the left wing situation, is there a position you would, in an ideal world, bring in as well? I mean, in an ideal world, <laughs> uh, left back, I think we're covered in vertebrae. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 He's gonna come good. He'll come good. When? I love, uh, you know, I love him at this. But yeah, Taylor has been, it's been weird. He's been off the boil for me. I thought he was arguably, a, you know, a, a, not arguably, he was a good player last year. But he did really well. Um, but yeah, he just, I, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to be firing on all cylinders. Um, so left back would be somewhere. Goalkeeper, I think, you know, it's always been a bit of a question. Um, I tend to, look, if we don't get a goalkeeper, I would actually be okay with Joe Hart giving us another season. Um, I think it would be wise to have another keeper and it would be interesting, but that would be the least of my, my concerns. Um, and I think, yeah, I think up front is, is sort of, cause I still don't, I still haven't really sussed out what, what the managers 
doing with Kyogo and Maeda. Yep. You know, yep. because I know he wants to put Maeda through the center sometimes, like he plays for in Japan, and he's the beast. You know, he's brilliant at that. Um, but where does that leave Kyogo? And so I, I sort of feel that he's using them both and owes the third striker, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe somewhere in there. I'm looking forward to the Palmer kid coming. Listen, any new signings always exciting if they're yeah. coming in with a little bit of hootspah. Um, any of uh, uh, Podence and um, I know they're talking about Johnny, left-back Wolves. Mm-hmm. I, I signed Johnny on FIFA many years ago. So I think, you know, I, I played my part. <laughs> somehow. Matt, bringing him, and bringing him here. Team. Uh, but I also had Holland way before, so I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah, I mean, left back would be would be my priority, I think. And come to yourself, Anthony. I mean, for me, for what it's worth, I think I forgot to go to centre half. I think centre half just due to the circumstances. I think that's where I would be targeting. I don't. I think alone is more realistic in fairness. And the name I would think of, but I don't think you'll get him alone because he's only got a year left. Is Eric Dyer? I think I would. Apparently Tottenham are trying to get him. I would try and push the boy to get him. Wages probably make it unrealistic, but I think mm-hmm. I've heard stupid figures like half a million just to get him off the book. So I think he would be achievable, consider dependent on wages. But I think Saudi would probably be in for him. Any position that you would maybe prioritise, Anthony? Just for a wee you bit never know. Maybe Angel have a wee word in his ear about how good uh, <laughs> how good a club we are. You never know, Stephen. Um, I'd probably. As Stephen was saying earlier, just in terms of perhaps trying to give Cal McGregor a bit more help in the middle of the park, I think obviously if in an ideal world Hatati would be in there and you know we'd, we'd be sorted, but we don't want to have a scenario like we've like we've had with CCB where we've maybe rushed them back and then you know it ends up being out for even longer. So I would probably say at the moment, um, and if it ends up being a if it ends up being a a loan deal, um, then so be it. But I think we maybe need a wee bit of reinforcement in the middle of the park. Uh, totally, totally agree with that. I think I think McGregor is getting a wee bit exposed. I don't know if it's just the fact that we're not playing inverted fullbacks; he's just kind of getting overrun a bit. But yeah, dropped him back a little as well. Ah, uh, and it's just yeah. I don't know. It's just I I think he's just kind of getting overrun a wee bit. We'll just kind of. Not to take too much away from Thursday's, I Thursday's the Champions League draw. We've got to, I think a few of us have got to just kind of do a live reaction to the Champions League draw. Kenny went doing a, do it, done well last last year when we done it. It was a good laugh and stuff. But we'll just kind of briefly touch on it. What I'll come to yourself, Stephen. We'll just go again round robin. Uh, what are you hoping for the group? I, I'm not going to ask you how. Like, I, I'll more kind of ask what kind of group you want and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want like the glamorizer that? But I mean, we can't really go on what we expect for the campaign when we didn't know the draw and stuff. But what are you hoping for the draw? Well, I mean, we've had a lot of glamorize, a lot of battles of Britain. That's something I like to say again. Get get a an EPL thing like a, a Chelsea or whatever, and bring them up to Parkhead. And I was still, I know it's probably going to sound skew with here, but I would still be pretty confident. I think overall our record against like these teams is is decent. Um, if you're if you're gonna if you're going to get a PSG, if you're if Bayern Munich, I mean, that's, that's a tough ask for us at the minute. What I want is a draw that's not called the group of death every time it gets strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every time we're in, in the Champions League, it's a group of death. And I get that. That's obviously because we're in part four. I know the likes of Benfica are in part three. Um, I think there's a, a team in part one, I can't remember who it is, but they're, they're probably similar level to us. So maybe one glamour tie, Battle of Britain type, and two, I mean, perfect example last year, Leipzig and Schachter. 
if we get something like that again, I'd be comfortable with that because I think third place is achievable depending on what we do, <laughs> on, on what we do in the last few days, this transfer window. As I always say, last year to me in the Champions League was a, an outright failure, to be fair. But I know we played well in it, which is quite ironic on that front. But if we get like a, a Shakhtar or Leipzig again and a, a British team, I, I'd be quite happy with that. What about yourself, Ross? Are you, you want the Real Madrid's of the world again or do you want maybe a group that you'll maybe... I mean, it's the Champions League at the end of the day. It's the best of the best, I feel like. But maybe on paper, to look at you looking at a group that's... Sorry, I've just been... I've just been... I've just been informed Chelsea aren't in it. It was just an example. It was an example. <laughs> English football, uh, me. Uh, are you um, looking for maybe a group that you would look at and go, oh, maybe I could get out of this? Whether that be dropping it in the Europa League in preferred place or maybe doing something. Yeah, I, I want to win. So, I, you know, the glamorizer, whatever. To me, Champions League, the music's playing. It's parkhead. We go around. I would like the easiest group possible. I would, like, I would like a group oh, to look at and go, we got lucky. We could do something here. We could maybe get second. Like, mm-hmm. that's where my head goes every time because, you know, I, I, I because the glamorize will come. If you get second, yeah. mm-hmm. it's going to come anyway. We're going to get those great things. Um, the problem is, is when we play someone who's perhaps not the glamorize and, you know, we don't show up, then, you know, that looks even worse for us almost um, mm-hmm. to get punted out. So to me, I'm going, yeah, a, a group of ease or a group of life instead of, <laughs> and, and something that we could get through and actually perhaps go on and, and, you know, last 16. I know people will laugh at that, but absolutely. That's where I would love to be. So the easier, the better for me. If it came up with doable teams that I think we could absolutely match or better, all in. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm used to I don't know about yourself, Anthony. Obviously, we don't know where we're going to be as a team regarding transfers in and out over the next few days. I think we all think it's going to be a wee bit hectic, especially in Commons. But for you, just with Crystal Ball, were you, are you want the glamour ties? Personally, I'm, like I say, I'm with the boys. I've I've been to the Man United games, the Barcelona games, done all that. I, I just want, the, like we say on paper, the easiest group we possibly could where you can go, you've got a chance in this. Well, that, that, that's, I mean, I, I'm probably of kind of somewhere in between. I definitely, there's certain teams that I just want to avoid just for certain, you know, you know, just my own personal reasons. I, I don't like them. I've, I've never been a fan, um, never quite, even before they got bought over, I was never quite into the coolness of PSG or the supposed coolness of them. Um, and that kind, I know they don't have the same squad, maybe quite on paper that they did those six years ago, but that 5 0 game. It was a horrible, horrible night, and I, I've never really liked them since. Any, any team that kind of bigs up Neymar as they my kind of club, and and just like to say, absolutely sick of the back teeth they play in Barcelona. I mean, it's, it's the running joke, isn't it? Celtic fan goes into the bar in Barcelona, and the barman just says the usual, mate. Um, so yeah, I would, uh, I would rather avoid them. Um, I know there's a bit more of the connection between Celtic and Barcelona, or there was was, but they've went down the Spotify route now. It's they're not they're not quite the you know the, the kind of rebels that they they once claimed to be I don't think um, probably for the gravitas of it just for the but I get that it's the name rather than the perhaps our current status within the game but you know Celtic v Manchester United would certainly uh, put bums on seats uh... but yeah but 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 like I'm I'm, I'm with you guys on on that front um, you you know you just want them to. Uh, the boys to compete and hopefully have a bit of success in the tournament, whether that be 
like you say, finishing second and and, and all that comes with that, or perhaps getting um, a bit of a, a run, you know, finishing third and getting a run in the, the Europa League as well. But definitely, I think um, we've, we've talked about this season that you want to progress on the good things that came for last season. And I think definitely, I mean, it's, it's 10 years now um, since we've won a home game in the Champions League. And, you know, that's a record I want to, I, I, I don't want that record any more than I want some of our other dodgy European ones. So, can get a whole, you know, be great to have a home win at some point. It'd be great to get out of the group at some point, and then obviously you then comes into the, the knockout kind of um, thing as well, which is a record we've got to address. But you know, as we know, it's a billionaire's playground, um, and it's you know it's so so difficult. But I'd like to think that we can try and get back to that way, making the the stadium, you know, ha- having a few more brilliant nights in terms of results under the lights again. But um, yeah, here's hoping. An interesting draw on Thursday, I'm sure. Oh, well, being as I say, folk listening, just tune in. We'll be watching it, watching it live on these legit uh, stick kings you get in that. So <laughs> it might be a wee bit delayed. You might know the draw before us, depending on how they stream <laughs> and stuff. Uh, but what I'll do is I'll just quickly come to yourself, Ross, obviously, because you're a busy man and you it's, a, it's appreciated you give up your time and stuff for us. And I know you've got to come on more regular, but with the Rangers game coming up, obviously, we'll. Stephen Anthony, you can jump in after it and stuff. I don't know who's got to be on, on Friday, so I'm not what to take from you, from Stephen Anthony. I'm not what to take too much away for Friday's show, as you might say. But uh, what's just really your thoughts on on the derby match? And you're looking for, well, obviously, you'll be looking forward to it and stuff, but how you maybe see it panning out, hopefully, and stuff, just to get your thoughts on it. Maybe we'll get you on on Monday because I think every time you've been on after a Celtic Rangers game, we've won on the back yet. Well, come in on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, look, it's Christmas week for me. Mm. Every time we're, we're we're facing our old foes, um, I say it, or I've been saying it in the past couple of years. If we show up, we will win. It's just that's just we're a better team. Um, I know we lost to them at the back end of last season. Um, that's when I felt that we were you know, coming undone a little bit and we did need these changes and that's why I keep like reminding people we needed to overhaul something we didn't change. Because then, I mean, they, they gave us a bit of a doing last time, if I remember. Yeah. Um, which is not something that we are accustomed to anymore and nor should we be accustomed to that. So I feel that if we play our game, I have every faith in our manager. Um, I think the talks will be, you know, going in the ears and sitting there. And I think our players will come out hungry. Um, I said to some some pals last weekend, you know, we've got our, our little uh, our Celtic group chat, me and a couple of actor buddies. And, you know, I might, I'd rather drop points against St. Johnson than drop points next week. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if that was our, if that was our, you know, little trip up, then let's, let's start again and go out there and batter them. <laughs> um, that's that's how I feel. I feel excited about it. Uh, I'm always excited about it. I think we're a better team. Um, you know, if, if we play like we, we have in the past two games and they play like they played against PSV, we'll be in trouble. So hopefully we know that that's not going to happen and we're going to step up and go, no, we're going to play our game to the ability that we know we have and we will go out there and we'll win. So I would say. Nah, totally. I mean, I'm looking forward to it like, as well. It's, it's where it could... It could be the perfect game off the back of two two poor performances. It just and then 
like you say, like you touched on earlier, and the, the whole narrative could totally switch. You could have a good last few days of the transfer window. That might, whether these guys then feature come Sunday or not, but they might just give a lift to the place. You get a positive result, and then you're going into that international break. Four points clear. But, uh, Michael Beale under pressure after four league games in his managerial career at Rangers. We'll just forget about the, the 27 or something he had before that. <laughs> but, um, I don't know if Stephen Anthony is, is any of what I didn't know. You just got to wait till Friday. But I, th- I think for me, I, I echo what, what Ross is saying. Like for these weeks, th- this week's going to drag in for me. I know it only because I'm looking forward to the game so much. And I've got a bit of trepidation. That's fair enough. But on game day, I'll be, I'll be fully, night night, Ronda, I'll be fully in the game mode. And the night before, I won't be able to sleep and, and, and stuff like that. So, you get all the same feelings and all the same same things in, in this kind of week and the build-up's amazing, all the different shows, all the different analysis of the game and people's inputs and stuff. So I look forward to watching all that and getting involved in it too. So yeah, I know Friday's podcast, we're going to be deep diving into it, talking what could happen, the worst case scenario, the best case scenario, hopefully, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it all in and as you, as you said, Ross, come back on Monday, the good luck charm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, as you say, Anthony. Uh, very, very quick, mate. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be on um, on Friday, and then I'm off, obviously off on holiday oh, next week as well. So I'll be watching it. I think I'm going to go to one of the supporters clubs in Alcadia. Um, I've been googling where, where the closest Celtic bar is for my hotel. So I think I've got a wee taxi uh, ride first thing on Sunday morning. Um, yeah, very much what Ross says. Turn up, just put all this kind of you know mini crisis behind us. <laughs> going through the business against them and um, we'll have a lovely international break. Nah, I, I like that. It's, it's been a been a tough couple of weeks, but it's it's good we've ended in a wee bit of positive. We're all upbeat, we're all smiling and we've had well over 130 life for a, a long period of that. So we, we appreciate the we appreciate the continued support and stuff and it's probably exactly. you told me there was a hundred thousand every week. That was why I was <laughs> that's just your pay packet, bro. Nah, that's that's your, your pay yeah. packet. <laughs> but no, again, Ross, I appreciate you. you. You've done your best to pass a late fitness test, and, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on, and thanks, thanks again, everybody, for, for tuning in and, and, and commenting. It was, it was really good tonight, but. I'll, I'll bid you farewell and stay stay well, keep safe. Hail, hail. Is that it, Stephen? That's it. Hail, hail, everybody. See you Thursday. Mm-hmm.